Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I truly appreciate you tuning in. In this episode of our 2022 AFL Preview Podcast, I had the pleasure of sitting down to talk with who, someone who I believe is a true friend of the podcast. In fact, with this appearance, she'll officially become the third member of her family to appear on the show, joining her brother and her premiership playing father as well. Shortly, I'll be joined by Hawthorne supporter Narell Davis. Her father, Frank, a Melbourne premiership player, also worked in recruiting with Hawthorne between 2010 and 2020. Now, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my new website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll check it out. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can get on my mailing list. So when new episodes come out, I send that to you as soon as it becomes available. And uh, I also send out on the mailing list... Uh, notices when a live episode is going to happen, which will be happening here again very, very soon. Can't wait to start bringing those to you again. And you can also leave reviews for the show over there. If you enjoy the show and you want to you know, share your thoughts about the show with, uh, with people there, you can do that at yankonthefooty.com. If you're interested in helping out the show, you can check out my Buy Me a Coffee page. There's a little yellow button in the bottom left-hand corner that will allow you to do that. And you can also check out my storefront over on Redbubble which you can click on the button at the top of the page for that. And I do hope that you enjoy my chat with Narelle Davis. We had a lot of laughs. And, uh, well, I'm going to let you listen to yourself for yourself, but uh, it was a great deal of fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is a huge Hawthorne supporter, much to the chagrin of her brother, and <laughs> someone that I have had the distinct pleasure of chatting with several members of her family over the last couple of years. She's the daughter of... Melbourne Premiership player Frank Davis, and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome Narelle Davis to the podcast. Narelle, thanks for taking time out of your su Sunday morning there now. I think it is Sunday, is it not? Yes, it is. That's correct. It okay. is. No, thanks for, thanks for having me, Craig. Yeah, good to be on. All right. So before we, uh, before we dive in, what's one little uh, tidbit that you can tell us about uh, your brother that we never got to when I had him on the podcast and I'm going to be having him on again here soon as well. Oh, tidbit. Little, little, little footy story or something that you could tell that's not going to make him too mad at me. Oh, I don't know if I have, I mean, I was probably, I was quite young when he played Hawthorne under 19s and he's, mm -hmm. um, he, when he was obviously 17, 18 years of age. Um, I'm trying to think of a, I don't, I know that I have a story about him. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> you know what? That 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 right there is a story in and of itself. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> uh, you've led a boring life. <laughs> oh no! Look, well, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I will. I will say. I always thought he was a fairly decent player. Yeah, mm -hmm. he he was a more of a ball carrier, wingman type player. Or maybe I have that wrong. I don't know. Just from memories of a, you know. 12 to 16 year old remembering him playing football but I I always remember him being you know quite a tenacious player courageous he wasn't a ball getter hard ball get but yeah he was he was a fairly decent player I do remember that okay okay <laughs> Give so him that much there you go <laughs> so we're 
we're here to talk about Hawthorne and uh, you know, last year was a, was a rebuilding year. The first, and, and it, yeah, I guess you could almost argue it was also a, maybe a demolition year with the, you know, with the, uh, the end of an era with Clarko yeah. leaving the side, um, yeah. you know, he finished, you know, they, they finished and they ended up being a spoiler in a few games towards the end of the season, winning some games that, you know, people maybe didn't think they were going to win finishing up seven, 13 and two, and they were, they were 14th on the ladder. So, and, you know, yep. 14th on 14th on the ladder with seven wins means that the comp was pretty solid. You know, there weren't yep. a lot, there weren't a lot of clubs that had, you know, fewer wins below them. So, yeah, you know, they, they play, played sides pretty well. You know, they've got, uh, you know, you know, several players who have left, you know, they've, uh, you know, Jonathan Patton retired, you know, he'd had some, you know, continuous leg injuries, you know, uh, Jonathan Segler has headed down the, uh, it's the M1, if I'm not mistaken, is it not? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To, uh, to Geelong, um, you know, Sean Burngoyd retired, of course, and, you know, you, you know, you lost a few other people as well, but, you know, you've, uh, you've got some great young talent on this side and it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a, an exciting club here going forward. And it's, it's in many ways, kind of the second year of the rebuild, but yep. you know, maybe they'll see it. Maybe they'll see a bit of a little bit of a leap. So we're going yeah. to get into that today. Yep. So you're, you know, you, senior coach leaves and we bring in a new senior coach in Sam Mitchell. And uh, have you, formed an opinion yet are you excited are you are you concerned are you wanting yeah, to look, hold your I cards think... close to close to the vest oh, yeah it, it is a little bit like that um I was we we're talking pre before and and I said to you I think Sam was coming in as probably not so much as an experienced coach as we'd probably most of Hawthorne supporters would like him to be however he has played at the club he has been around the club mm-hmm. um and as i mentioned to you he does have some decent assistant coaches around him as well that are, have been coaching as assistants in the afl level for quite some time so for me that's reassuring that he does have that core group there to support him in that role um but yeah i guess it is a bit of a wait and see in terms of sam's coaching career and um, I'm not expecting him to come in and be able to to win a premiership. I I, I don't you know that's unrealistic expectations. It'd be great, but you know I yeah. don't think that's ever going to happen in your first year. Um, but I would I'm, expect I'm glad, to see. Some, I'm glad yeah. you finished that statement up with in your first year because had, had you put a, <laughs> had you just put a period there, I don't expect you to come in and win a premiership. You know, people are thinking, <laughs> why don't you go support another club? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but, you know, I, I would expect him to be a little bit like a Matt LaFleur, you know, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers coach who's come in and brought in some, you know, new ideas and, and yeah. exciting, um, you know, have, have built a great relationship with the players um, and, and build those connections. And I'd hope to see that on field, mm-hmm. a bit of a different team. Because um, as good as Clarko was, you know, or I shouldn't say was, is, because, mm-hmm. you know, you never know where he's, he's heading and, and we we, we were very um, fortunate to have him for so long. Um, it, bringing in a new coach can be exciting and it can, it can turn a team and, and you never know what might happen this year. Um, but I am excited for it. I, I, I don't think we can 
sort of wallow in what what's right. happened and how it happened. But right. um, we need to get on with it and and get the job done, you know, so to do, speak. So looking back on it now, do you think it was the right time for Alistair Clarkson to leave Hawthorne? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause I, because, you know, I don't, because I don't, you know, I, I'm sure there are people in both camps. There were probably some people that thought, you know what, maybe it's time for some fresh ideas. And then there were probably, there, there probably are some people that are, that are going to have to really, um, be convinced, you know, Sam, Sam Mitchell's going to have to really work hard to convince people that he's the right person to be replacing yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. He, he's kind of got two two things on his shoulder there there's the expectation of mm -hmm. you know making sure that that the club does keep going moving forward mm -hmm. and then there's the expectation on him you know having to come after such a you know such a legend of the club so to speak so right right for me you know in answer to your question I, I, I don't like how it went down I, I think Alistair Clarkson was such a great leader and a, you know amazing coach for us um but i don't know the i don't know what happened at hawthorne like none of us know unless mm -hmm. you're inside the club and know the conversations that happened um we're never going to know that unless someone comes out and writes a book afterwards craig you never know yeah. but um yeah i i i thought you know it's happened as i said it's happened i didn't like it happening but it happened uh, except now uh, sam is the coach as a supporter mm -hmm. i accept sam as the coach of hawthorne and and uh, I would expect some some good things to happen this year. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Because you're you're going to be a Hawthorne supporter regardless of who is is in the coaching box. Yeah. You know, well. That, yeah. <laughs> well. If you, if you'd asked me that certain years ago when Ken Judge took over, I'd probably say no. But <laughs> okay. That was just the relationship that happened between him and my father. But okay, uh, yes, I'll well, be honest there. I yeah. did deter myself from them, but um, yeah, came back full fold <laughs> after, after that. After so, he left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, someday I'm going to have to learn the story about that because I don't know the story <laughs> about, about Ken Judge. I'm going to have to look at, I'm going to have to look him up and uh, maybe I'll yeah, have to, unfortunately, maybe I'll have to send your dad an he's email. Passed about on. He, okay. he, he lost a battle to cancer, unfortunately. Okay. He's passed on a few years ago, so we won't, we won't speak, speak of, you know, on anyone well, now, but I'll let dad tell you that story and he can okay. decide whether that's for to be so, aired or not <laughs> sounds sounds good there you go so the new coach you know club that you know finished six games below even or level last year or i guess technically three games below level because that would have had him at 10 and 10 um what are your expect expectations for this year for the side well i think from on field I would expect, and this is nothing against Ben McAvoy because I think he's a great captain, but I really do feel like we lacked some of the leadership out on field last year. Uh, so I would be expecting some of those senior players that are coming back into the team, such as Jack Gunston, maybe James Sicily, a little bit, so to speak, um, to be lifting the team up and bringing some of their uh, experience mm -hmm. and leadership around the group as well as uh, midfield-wise, say, Jager Amira, who I said, unfortunately, had a bit of injury time last year. Um, and, you know, just to help Ben um, in that leadership, because I think if you've got your leadership right, you look at a club like Melbourne, um, and, and even Hawthorne back in the day when we did win those flags, we, we had multiple leaders. It wasn't just the one captain that was out there. We had multiple leaders 
knowing the game plan inside and out, directing players on the ground. And I think if you've got that, Mm -hmm. then, you know, um, with such a young team, um, I I would expect a little bit more from those players this year. So in terms of um, of that, um, probably a better result than last year. And Eon, I'm looking for. I'm looking at yeah. the uh, at just the the list of players from last year, and I I only count four players that that actually played in 22 games last year. Yeah. You see, you you yeah. had you had a pretty significant spate of injuries that went through the club last year, and it's yeah. you know and it you know it limited you know you know a lot of uh, a lot of the you know the talent there. I mean, you know, you were getting uh, Mitchell was coming back off of his knee, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Yeah, you know, he got to, he played in all twenty two, but you know, you know, Amir yep. only got eighteen games. You know, and, and CJ, as you mentioned, uh, you know, he you lost him with about six rounds left in the season last year, but he he was an absolute breath of fresh air for the side. I mean, he's somebody that if he's healthy is going to be you know a force to be reckoned with here going forward. That's right. Yeah, he is. And then you think of players like Chad Wingard, who he also had a bit of an injury cloud over him last year. Mm-hmm. I think he does offer a little bit of, you know, leadership on the ground when he is, he is there. Um, losing Sean Burgo and Silk, um, you know, is a big loss in the leadership field too for Hawthorne. Right. Um, you know, so last year, I think, you know, he played, he played well in, in, in most of his games that he played, you could see that he was, you know, going to retire. We, mm-hmm. we love him, but um, you know, we, we don't have the ability to throw him into the midfield when things get bad, like we used to do. Right. right. So, you know, others are going to have to step up into that role. Um, you know, so whether that's someone like, I, I don't know that Will Day plays midfield or anything like that, but CJ, you know, running through the mid, running through the center of the ground and Frost as well and Scrimshaw. So, you know, maybe those players are the ones that might have to, you know, offer that run off the half back there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, yeah. And I'm looking at, the, you know, the, at the list here, you know, you've, you've got, you know, it's a young side because there's only, there's only five players on the list that are on the North side of 30. Um, yep. You know, so it's still a very, you know, cause Tom Mitchell still is only 28. Wingard's only 28 right now. Um, you know, Amir is still only 27, although, you know, yeah. and I, and I, I realize that, you know, in this game, if you're, if you're 33, you're considered, you know, a senior citizen, uh, which, you know, I, as somebody who's, you know, closing in slowly, but surely on twice that age, I just, I have a hard time calling somebody who's, you know, in their mid thirties old, I just have a difficult, I just, it hurts to do that. Uh, yeah, it is. I agree with you. Don't worry. Yeah, I played up until last year, forty-seven. So you know. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There you go. So. No. Yep. As you're as you're looking at uh, at this year, you know, you're. What is it? You know, you talked about the expectations, but what's a six? What's a successful year going to look like? What are, What are the 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 benchmarks for a successful year for this side going to be in your mind? Um, I think. For us, I think coming away with a good feeling about mm-hmm. where the club's heading for me. Uh, I remember back before we had the success, um, you know, with the, the premierships that we had. And it was always, you know, even if we didn't make finals or were on the cusp and, and, and or we were, we were in finals and, you know, we lost. If we walked away knowing that you could tell the players were on field and had were building those connections mm-hmm. and also... Um, having that, you know, the game plan, you could see it developing, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, 
if you could see that developing and you had that, you walked over that positivity, that, that's what I would be hoping to have the same feeling about the Hawks this year. Okay. You know, if, if, if we didn't, don't make finals, at least there was the effort on the ground you could see. Because if you start being pumped by teams week after week, you just know that there's something, there's a disconnect somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, players aren't going to keep trying, you know, week after week if that's happening. So if you, if you lose games by a small margin, mm-hmm. and you, but you can see the development happening and the connections happening, then for me, I think you're still taking away a win. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, as a, as a cat supporter, that's kind of how I've looked at the, at the women's side this year for them, because they've been yep. extraordinarily competitive in most oh, yeah. of the games this year. And they just have not, you know, they've, they've, just been not able been able to put enough points on against a lot of clubs. You know, they played North Bell. They were within, you know, a goal and a half of North Bellwood, if I remember correctly. And they've, they've, they've been, you know, they, they almost beat Brisbane in Brisbane, which, yep. you know, would have been, you know, probably the biggest upset of the, of the season had that yep. happened. You know, it's just, you know, so they're, they're, they're getting there. And, and, and in, in many ways, you know, with Hawthorne, you know, the, the stuff that you're talking about happening this year, I think then if, if we were to say then, you know, looking right now, the expectations for 2023, then would you be, you'd be expecting them to be competing for a spot, the eight at that point in time. Yeah, that, that, that would be my hope for them. Yeah. Okay. If they make, we don't say the F word finals. <laughs> yes. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's a bonus, I think for them. Um, I'm not sure what expectation they're going to put on themselves, but I think just going out, you know, the old cliche week to week and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to improve on the week before for them would be, you know, probably that that's something they'd be aiming for. Um, but yeah, 2023, if, if that's how I walk away feeling about the club at the end of this year, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would probably expect a, a, an eight, a birth for the eight next year. Yep. They, they might be passing Geelong. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm, we're get we're, we're, uh, we're, we're getting old or older, yeah, I, but I, I haven't looked at Geelong's list to be honest, but I did notice that last year. I feel that they probably this year, you, you if they have recruited well, you probably will see quite a few of their youngsters coming well, through knowing Chris Scott and his intellect. So, yeah. you know, yeah, they, yeah, they brought in, you know, uh, kid I'm excited to see. And I watched, I went back and watched a couple of his games with Adelaide from back in 2017 or 18, uh, Tyson Stengel, uh, who yep. was with Adelaide, uh, who's, uh, who's come into the side, um, which is, which is really good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. So what, yeah, we've talked about the positives in terms of what you want to see, but what what things as you're watching during the course of the season, if you see them, you're gonna know, okay, this isn't going well. <laughs> well, injuries is one. Of, right. Yes. Yeah, that's me. true. That's true. Yeah. You know, in the old days, the one soldier would go down and we'd have another one to fill the role. But mm-hmm. at this point in time, we're we're still building up that experience. And for us, it, you know, it's something in the last two years. Um you know, we have copped in terms of the injuries. So, um, you know, if we start losing players again, that, that, that won't be helping the situation. But as, as I kind of mentioned before, you know, if we, if we have big losses that, you know, quite a number of big losses, um, mm-hmm. you know, one or two, I think is okay. Cause it could just be an off day, depending on where you are, where you're traveling, all that sort of stuff. But 
Um, if we continue to have big losses, then yeah, I would be be very worried about the team. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm hoping having you know the the players the the squad that we have that that won't happen. I think yeah. we've got too many too many uh, you know uh, players that you know experience and and also the youngsters that are gung ho. I don't think that that could. Yeah, and I'm looking Let's at cross the, fingers. I'm looking at the at the list here, and if I counted correctly, I think there are. I think you've got you've got over a third of the list that's played less than six games at the senior level. Wow. You know, yep. that's I mean, that's a that's a pretty good sized group right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think yeah, I think that you're gonna you know you're gonna see some. Uh, I think you're gonna see some you know big steps forward. You know, you're gonna get uh, you know Granger Barris out there probably for a full season this year um, yep. out on, on the side as well. So I think that's going to, you know, I, I guess this is going to be, I, I think a, a club that nobody's get you know, nobody's going to want to play because they're going to, I think they're going to play a tough week in and week out. Yep. Um, you know, in many ways, you know, and, and it's not, I think they're a step, maybe a step ahead of where, even where North Melbourne was last year. Um, yep. you know, cause, but by the end of the year, nobody wanted to play North Melbourne. Because yeah, that's right. That yep. was that was a club that, as you said, if they're going out there, they're playing hard, and you're seeing the effort, and you're you may not get the results. You're thinking, okay, these are positive steps going forward, and I think I think that that that's probably going to be some of the same same thing that happens with with Hawthorne as well. Is that you know this is you know a hard nosed side that's gonna that's gonna go ahead and uh, you know make people earn a win against them if they're not, if they're not going to get the win themselves. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So I'm yeah I, I yeah and I and. You know, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't wish any, you know, ill will towards any side. I mean, I want, I want the cats to win every week, but then, you know, and I say this a lot of times, but then I want to watch eight great, eight great games beyond that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, even though I, even though I have a sticker on the back of my van that, <laughs> that, that says I support two clubs, Geelong yep. and Geelong and whoever's playing Hawthorne, I don't really mean it, but it does say it, uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it'll be interesting this year. We'll see how we go yeah, when we play yeah. you. I kind of, yeah. I don't know. What, usually, it's uh, Easter Monday, I think. Yeah, and you. you know, looking at the uh, looking at the, the the fixture this year, the the games in which you're playing these clubs multiple times. You've got the Bulldogs twice. You got the Saints twice. You got North Melbourne which is going to be a great litmus test for both sides because both of those sides are trying to get to that, that same position, maybe in 2023. Now, I think that North yeah. Melbourne would probably say, you know, that realistically that they may not be ready to compete, you know, at the, uh, you know, for a spot in the eight this year, but by, by next year that they're maybe expecting to, to do that themselves. And then yeah. you've got, you've got gold coast twice. Okay. And Richmond twice. Okay. Right. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I, and I, 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 um, yeah, I, I think I, I, I think that, you know, Richmond is gonna, you know, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, the old line from the movie, you know, the, uh, something like, you know, uh, the new news of my demise has been greatly exaggerated, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, yeah. if, if Richmond's healthy again, I'm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I won't be shocked if they're back in the, in the, in the top four. I mean, I, I think, yeah. they'll, I think they, if they're healthy, they're playing finals again this year. Um, and they could, yeah. 
who knows? They, you never we, know. You never yeah, know. We, what we could be come. hearing, you know, you know, four, four cups in six years. We could be hearing that at the end of this year. Who knows? Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> so. You know, going back to playing the those sides twice, uh, mm-hmm. to me, I think that the clubs that you've named there are, uh, you know, fairly exceptional clubs. They are, they're going to be fairly similar to us, you know, mm-hmm. having quite a few youngsters coming through. But I think the when you play better teams or when you play teams of the same caliber, it makes you better as a team. Right. So, right. you know, if you, if you're playing, I mean, I mean, we'll see where Gold Coast Suns are, but right. you know, if you, if you, if you're playing the lower teams, the standard tends to not be as great as what it is, as if you're playing a better team like Richmond or um, <clears throat> who won Melbourne, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, excuse me. If you're playing those teams a couple of times, you're going to go out there and try your best because you're, mm-hmm. you're playing the premiership team from last year. So it's only going to, you're only going to see where you're at or, you know, you're going to give them a red hot crack and get them on right. a bad day. And if you right. get that win, then, you know, that, that, that's gold. If you can get a win over a team like that, because it just lifts the confidence in such a young group to know that they have the ability, you know, to beat a, a great team like that. And, and it was the same. We remember when, you know, Hawthorne were so good we go out and you know Richmond would beat us every year even though they weren't that great and it mm-hmm. was but it's always because they lifted because they were playing a better team and you could tell right you know that that's that's why so if you have that um you know well um, it, you know it, motivation you know, you know you look at the last four you look at the 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 Hawks last four games last year you know round 20 round 20 they beat the Lions okay Round 20, 21, they beat the Magpies. Round 22, they beat the Bulldogs. Yeah. And they, they they didn't just beat the Bulldogs. They beat them by 27 points. And right. then, they, then yep. they closed out, you know, they closed out with a draw against the Tigers. I mean, they, you know, th- three wins and a draw in their last four games. You know, so yeah, they, yeah. They, they definitely, you know, they, they closed out strong. So I would, I would expect them to have, you know, a significant amount of confidence going into this year thinking, you know what, we finished, we finished well, let's yep. go ahead and start well as, you know, as we go forward this year. So I think, yeah, I that's think that right. closing out that way was, was a huge benefit for them. Yep, exactly right. I mean, those, those teams all played finals from what I can recall. When Except I'm, for the, I'm Mag- sure well, the Magpies and the Tigers. Hollywood but yeah. Okay. So sorry. Um, Brisbane and um, Brisbane Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs. Well, the Bulldogs were <laughs> yeah. the final. You were grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, not to take anything away from those wins, but yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the season, when you've got nothing to lose, so to speak, mm-hmm. you, you will try a lot harder. And and those teams are probably going into finals, probably thinking, you know, we need to make sure that we don't have any injuries and things like that. But as you said, mm-hmm. I, I always, I always try and take the good with the bad as well. Yes. So um looking at from a coaching point of view yeah so who are you who are you most excited to watch this year oh there's so many (laughs) there's so many okay um well look from you know the old standpoint of you know Hawthorne I I love that Jack Gunston's back I Mm -hmm. really do think that he's gonna add uh some leadership down in that forward line that you know not just take anything away from um you know, the guys down there, but um, he, I think he is such a stalwart, you know, down in the forward line for the Hawks. Um, He, he has really good foot skills. He has really good creativity. 
Um, and when he's on aerial, you know, taking marks, he's very hard to stop if he, if he is on and he's back to full fitness. So I'm really excited to have him back because I just think he adds that extra, um, you know, forward for, for opposition teams to have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll take a little bit of pressure off some of those younger guys down in the forward line, like Mitch Lewis. Um, James Sicily, yeah, it's going to be amazing to have him back. He's such a superstar and, um, you know, he can play back or forward and, and he's going to be a real asset to have. Uh, he's such a ferocious and, you know, not scared to, to put himself out there and, and have a crack. So um, I love the mind games that he plays with the opposition as well. <laughs> I think they try to do it to him, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think he, so he'll be exciting to have back if he can get back to full. And he looks pretty good from the practice match that they had the other day. He, he's, uh, from what I can tell, he played most of that. Um, CJ, um, he's such an exciting player. You know, we, we were spoiled with Sirioli mm-hmm. uh, for so many years and the spark that he brought our club. Um, so I think that CJ can bring that back for us, but in his own way, you know, so running off that half back. And I think it'll just get the Hawthorne supporters excited, you know, to be able to go to games again. <laughs> but, you know, just that that extra spark that we need um, to be excited about right, the development right. that we have coming and his athleticism is just second to none yeah and then the other one um would be will day you know i I don't think he or cj played in the practice match but he's um a potential to become a future leader i would see him as someone like that um his composure such a young age is pretty rare okay um and he's got a lot of confidence in himself which is really good to see and his teammates i think he's a really good team player um so yeah, he's he he kind of reminds me a little bit of a Sean Burgoyne, you know. So um, hopefully he's taken some notes off him. Well, yeah, I was gonna say if you, you know? if you if you get compared to somebody like Sean Burgoyne, you know that that's very high praise. Yeah, that's extraordinarily yeah. high praise. Then you know it's uh, yeah. So who are you looking at as uh, if if you if you had to predict right now who's going to be the club's best and fairest uh, when oh, when they have the yeah. When they have the uh, the gathering at the end of the season, well, midfielders always get the votes, Craig. So, yeah, <laughs> from someone that played full forward and full <laughs> full back, uh-huh. um, you know, it's always those little midfielders. They always get the votes, but yeah, um, but you you got up. the go- you got the goals. Well, I only kicked well, three last year, so <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Can't say I give them off. <laughs> I set them up. <laughs> no, there kidding. you go. Um, look, no. So um, oh, in terms of best and fairest, oh, look, probably, I, don't, I think I'd like to see Jager win best and fairest. I mean, Tom Mitchell's, he, he's, he gets, you know, what, 30-odd possessions a game is his yeah. average, would it be? So uh, he was our best and fairest last year. So, oh, look, I'd be expecting someone probably from the midfield again, but um, I'd, I'd be hoping it'd be Jager, but you never know. I, I don't know. CJ may play 22 games and, you know, blow him out of the water so but that'd be great well you know that with let let's let's just hope that he plays 22 games yeah that's or right. or you know if you really want to if you want to be make it a bold statement let's hope he plays more than 22 games yeah yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah so we'll go with that i'd like that <laughs> yeah i have to ask this question because i've been asking this of everyone uh can anybody stop melbourne wow you know um they're just so well drilled, but not they. 
you know, they're going to be hard because mm-hmm. they've got the hoodoo off their back. You know, they won that premiership. But back-to-backs are hard to win. They don't mm-hmm. come easily, easy. Um, so, you know, I think a, a team that keeps their smarts and gets a bad Melbourne on the day yeah. <laughs> might be able to um, to sneak a win off them. I mean, I, I don't know that you want to go through a season undefeated. Um, you know, it's so maybe you never know. I'm, I'm sure that you know they may get they may get beaten at some stage, but. Yeah, it's they're such a well-drilled team, Melbourne. They're so it's great to watch them. The connections, you know, on the ground, the structure that they have. Um, so yeah, but everyone's beatable, you know. Okay. So um, you never know your luck. So who, who do you, th- <laughs> if you if you had to announce, uh, if you had to predict who the who the top four are going to be, who who were your top four this year? Oh gosh. I'd say Melbourne would be okay. probably um, Brisbane. Okay. I think uh, I don't think they're done. Brisbane. I think they just had a few little issues that they have. They have too good a coach, not mm-hmm. to be finals contenders. Ooh. Who else? Brisbane. Mm. Do I have to say my own team? Hawthorne? No, you, well, you don't, you don't have to say your own. You certainly can, but you don't have to. I mean, you know, if, okay, you, if you, I'll be realistic. I don't know that we're a top four team at this stage. We'll wait okay. and see. Um, look, I'd say, hmm, Melbourne, Brisbane. Just trying to think who else I would think would stay up there. Maybe Richmond, if they can. Okay. If they get healthy. Yeah, Richmond. Okay. I okay. think they've got the maturity there. They've still got the legs in them. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't okay. know who the fourth that's one all, would be. That's all right. I don't. I that's can't okay. tell you. Yeah, that's all. That's fine. So, round twenty three happens. The you know, if if the Hawks don't make finals, or even if the the they do make finals, the, the last game of the, for the Hawks is played. What does the newspaper headlines say about the Hawks at the end of the season? Oh. I don't know that I have anything creative to say in that headline. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it wouldn't necessarily have to be creative. It could be, it could be realistic also. Yeah. Look, I, Oh God, I, I've, I've got on the up is what I would say okay. something along those go. lines. That, is, works. that would be my wish, you know? Okay, that's, that's Things terrific. are looking up, yeah. yeah. All right, <laughs> well, to wrap this up, to wrap this up, I did have a few trivia questions for you about the Hawks, okay? Oh gosh, okay, yep. And uh, some of them are, are questions of, of about 2021 and some of them are not. Okay. Okay. So here, here's the first question. Okay. Here's the first question. Which Hawk had the highest percentage on ground for the club in 2022? On ground. I would probably say either, well, maybe Ben McAvoy. Mm, nope. 
not close. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually gonna look. I'm actually gonna look up McAvoy's now, but uh, it was not McAvoy. Uh, let me let was me it go a back. Tom Mitchell. It was not Tom Mitchell. Uh -uh. Oh. Um. Let me find. Let me find my. Uh, come on, now where is it here? I just find it on the. Uh, the list here. It was not Tom Mitchell. Mitchell was actually number seven. It is okay. Kyle Hardigan. Wow. At, yeah, full uh, back. At yep. 95.63%. So he spent wow. over 95% of the time on ground during the course of the game. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. The next one, Sam Frost, impressive. Sam Frost was next at 92.95. Okay. Yep. yep. So you're back on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> next question. Next question here. After Alistair Clarkson, which senior coach has won the most games in Hawks history? Not, uh, I was going to say a percentage. Probably after Alistair. Alan Jaynes? Yabby? Nope. John Kennedy. Oh. 170, okay. 171 wins. Right. Yep. Okay, we're going to... He gonna... was a legend. Yep. And this, this is... Failing. I, I, Failing I like... abysmally. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you've at least recognized the name, so that's, that's a positive <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, so who, who kicked more goals in a Hawks jumper, Lance Franklin or Jared Roughhead? I'm going to go with with Buddy. You are right, Franklin. Oh, yes. five, 580 to five hundred and seventy-eight. Yeah. Only a two goal difference between the two of them. Yep. yep. Wow. Okay. That just snuck that one in. Two more questions here, and one of them. Well, I won't. I won't say anything about it yet. But uh, <laughs> um, I may re I may regret asking this one because it might make me look like an idiot. Okay which I'm usually okay. pretty, I'm usually good at doing that all on my own. And I, I would have done this on my own, but here, before we get to that one, who led the Hawks in total number of tackles in 2021? Who had the most tackles for the Hawks in 2021? Tom Mitchell. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. You got that one with 107, the yep. 107 tackles. Okay. Now here's, here's the, uh, this is okay. I'm, who did the Hawks beat in their most recent finals win? Geelong? Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. Uh, who did we beat? Mm -hmm. Is it two, was it 2016? Nope. Oh. 17. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing terribly now. Um, I'm actually I'm actually gonna pull this up here because I, I wanna I wanna verify that I didn't screw this up here, but I just I'm I think I got this one right here. And I'm gonna I'll make some I'll do some editing on this, I think, when the time comes. But uh I'll go back and I I, I just ha I have to go check because I don't think I screwed this up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna verify it here. Uh, I think we lost to Geelong because uh, I did, was I think that was the one that Isaac Smith missed. 
in 2016. So that's the one I'm thinking of, but obviously we lost. So got that yes, wrong. It is. Now but, you're going to, you were, pro- I'm going to guess you were probably at this game because the last finals game you won was the 2015 grand final. Oh my God. <laughs> Against West Coast. I was definitely at that game. <laughs> so I did, I, I thought, I thought you would, I thought that's one that you would get because, you know, because there'd been several years that they hadn't been there, but you were, I think you were right. Oh, up. Well, like, I remember I, that Isaac could, Mitchell kick. I remember him. It just, yeah. it was, it went, it went wide if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. The, he had, Isaac a, Smith. he had a yeah. shot from about 60 out, I think yeah. any, he, it was to win the game against Geelong, I think, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't sure if we won a game before that, and we had to play Geelong is in this, you know, prelim or something. Um, yeah, and he he missed that goal, and then um, he obviously copped it a little bit from the Geelong players, and now since has, has moved on to Geelong, and and all the Hawthorne people were like, oh, maybe he meant, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it was so long ago. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure he was trying to win the game. So yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah. I don't, what, I don't into, eat into that. <laughs> what I, what I, and I, when I went back and I looked at that, what I thought was interesting is that back in 2015, that, that Hawthorne actually had lost to West coast in the qualifying final that year. So they lost yeah. the first game and had to come back and win two more to go back and play West coast again. We did. Cause they, yeah. they, so, they had, you know, they went, they played two games at Subiaco. They, cause they went back out there to play Fremantle again and beat them out there. Yeah, they did. Because I think I think 2015 is a year that you know that was the year Cyril was injured. You know mm-hmm. we had a few things going on. Um, I think wasn't that the year Clarko was unwell. So we had quite a long. He he was out of the coaching for a little while. He okay. had his back. Um, okay. So um, 2015. Oh no, maybe I'm thinking of 14. I could be wrong. I I'm not sure. Anyway, that was such a well. I mean. We, everything was a bonus back into, you know, what was it? 13, 14, 15. We, mm-hmm. we just, uh, was such an amazing time for our club and our supporters. Yeah. And, you know, you always, it was, you just think back now and you think of the caliber of players that played and it was just such a privilege to, to watch them play, right, right. you know, you know, and, so, and you- cause Sir, you know, Cyril Oli is my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, to watch him play live and what he did and you'd watch a little replay and you'd be like, did he just really do that? And and from the fact that he played for our club, it was mm-hmm. just phenomenal. I don't know that we'll see the locks of a player like that ever again, you know? So uh, yeah. we we're so, so lucky to, for that period, but there doesn't surprise me that they lost and still, you know, came back and win. Cause fi- I think 15, they all knew that that was their last chance. So well, and I, and I, yeah. I, I, that's something that I really like about the way that the, uh, the, the finals work in the AFL. I like the, I, the idea of the double chance, I think is a really neat, yeah. neat thing that, you know, that we don't, we don't have that in anything that happens here as well. You know, oh, I, oh, for me, I mean, I'm a Green Bay Packers player, a player. I wish I was a player, a Green Bay Packers fan. Um, How did that happen? To go, to go out, well, because Tony's wife Laurie is from Wisconsin, okay. So okay. they're all they're all Packers. And okay. then when when we came over for their wedding, you know, it was like the rest of my family is Steelers, as you know, because mm-hmm. we had a Steelers player come yep. out. When Dad was at yeah, that's right. But I I decided to go the down the Green Bay Packers path because well, one they were green and gold, so it's Australia, the colours of Australia, mm-hmm. and 
they were cheese heads and I like cheese. So well, there you go. There you go. So it fitted perfectly for me, but, but this going back to the, what we're talking about, I, I was just gutted. I, I just was waiting for that second chance. I was, I was like, is that's it. It's over. We had such a good year this year and we just, just had a bad game with mm-hmm. you know, the connection just went there. And right. Right. It, it, you just can't have a bad game in, in playoffs at all. Like you just, no. can't, you have to be switched on a hundred percent. Whereas I think with the AFL, yeah, we have that double chance. Whereas, you know, if you've been a team, if you're in the top four or the top two, you, you get that, this top two, I think um, you get that t- double chance. And, and that's what the Packers were this year. You know, mm-hmm. they were top two. So yeah. um, to go out the way we did, it's just, I was shattered. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing for them, but you know, I, uh, and I don't, I have no idea whether Aaron Rodgers will be back with them next year. I don't you know. You know oh, I, ho- I hope so. You yeah. know, well, why would you go at that age? I just think, why would you go to another club well, where you've got to build those connections again? You know, it might take you on two seasons to get that or three seasons. He doesn't have that in his. I honestly, you know, and I don't know if I, you may not even know about this, but last year, uh, there's there's a, a TV game show on here in the states, and I don't know if they oh, have Jeopardy. Any Jeopardy. Yes, but but yeah. he 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 was the host of that show. He because the, the the host who had been on there for over thirty years uh, in November of twenty twenty twenty, I believe he he had died of cancer. You know, he'd had uh, liver he'd had liver cancer, but he kept working all through having oh, had cancer wow. and kept doing episodes of the show. And after he passed away, they had, you know, they're trying to find somebody to be a permanent replacement for the show. And of all the people that came on the show and were the guest hosts on the show, Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal. Wow. He was phenomenal on it. So I, I, I still think before it's all said and done, I think it's, there's a distinct possibility. We've seen Aaron Rodgers play his last game of football and in a few months, he's going to be the, the permanent new host of Jeopardy. Oh, okay. I, I, I would not, because you're going to get paid. He so good. He's going to get yeah. paid, you know, the same amount of money and not get the bats not beat out of him every week. Yep. And he's not going to have to go back up where it's, you know, you know, minus, you know, 12 degrees Celsius, you know, and, you know, you know, to play football. Yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, I, I, won't well, be I, sh- I won't be shocked if he's retiring. Yeah, well, I did read this morning online uh, that he sold his, he's selling his California house, oh, really? which I think he bought for 12 million or something. Okay. Back in the day, uh, he has one in Florida that he paid 28 million for when he, when he dated Danica Patrick huh. um, back in a few years ago. But uh, <laughs> they, they think that he's, that the, the rumor is he down the Broncos because his uh, current fiance, Shaylee Woodley, is, lives in, Denver, Colorado. Oh, so, well. uh, I hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, just I'm pretty sure he's got enough money for a p- private jet that can, he can just fly himself wherever he needs to go for the day. That's so, true. That's you know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him to play on. So, I yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. But of course, I, that's, I just that's hope, not yeah, that's not politically correct to be flying around on your own private jet. You know, well, that's true. That's, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't <laughs> want to advertise that. You know, but uh, yeah, as as yeah. And maybe maybe he yeah, could let me right. maybe he could let me borrow it and I could save a few bucks on a trip to Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd have had to stop exactly. have to stop and refuel a couple times though. Yeah, they'd have to put. A, <laughs> good good thing I good thing I lived on oh, aircraft on aircraft carriers for a couple of years. Maybe we could land on one of those and refuel. Yeah. 
Well, Hawaii and New Zealand are nice stops, nice yes, places yes. to stop off in the middle. Well, and that's, <laughs> so. you know, yeah, because I've actually been, yeah, I'm, as we, as I mentioned to you off air, I'm just starting to scratch the surface of, of looking into doing that. So I hope yep. it happens. You're if, welcome if, if anytime. It, if it, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen now, hopefully it will happen someday. You know, my son has said he wants to come up, you know, he wants to come along as well. But as, as, as he said, you know, there's no way I can get, you know, three weeks off from work because he's an officer in the Navy. He, he wouldn't be able to get three weeks worth of leave anyway at one time. They said, yeah, I might, I might be able to come over with you, but I wouldn't be able to stay the whole time. But yeah, and we'll oh, see okay. what happens. Yeah, but nice. Yeah. So I, I, yes. I, don't, I hope it, I hope it happens, but you know, if it doesn't, I'm just going to keep planning and uh, see if we can make it work. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. you'll get here. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I, I keep, you know, people keep showing, you know, putting pictures. There's a gentleman in Geelong who keeps putting great, you know, scenic photos of, of the seaside <laughs> and things down there. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like well, to the see 12 that apostles. Yeah. 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 Like see, he, yeah. He put something, you know, somebody had, fl had flown a helicopter over the coastline of it today that oh. I looked at, which was just, which is, you know, kind of really neat. Cause, it, and real quickly, I, I spotted Cardinia park right off in the distance there. I said, I recognize nice. those big light stand, those big light standards out there. So it's not that far. It's not that far down the road. And there's some yeah. nice wineries and breweries that you could visit down there too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. You know, Cause I, you know, I, it, I almost said if when I do get there, I mean, I, I plan on doing as much sightseeing as I can, but I want, you know, I want to watch, I want to go watch footy, you know, as many, you know, AFL games as I can, but then also, you know, go watch, you know, games at different levels. I want to, I want to go see, you know, young kids playing the game. Oh yeah. You yep, know, the community I, level. Yeah. Yep. I want, I want to see that sort of thing happen because yeah, I, 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 I like talking to those people, you know, folks you know, yep. who are involved in that game, because they're, they're, they're the folks that are helping to, you know, and especially when you look at the, you know, the growth of the, the women's cop now, that now that that has really started to grow there and get the, you know, get the game ready for this new crop may not be the right, you know, this new infusion of, of, of young women into the game, you know, who have been playing now footy for several years instead of are coming back from, netball or cricket or basketball or soccer or whatever the case may be that they've had several years of playing this game through their teens and their and i think that the i the 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 game itself on the ground is gonna is gonna look phenomenal in the women's game yeah. in the next three years oh so. yeah it's gonna be yeah. great to watch it is it's it's you can really tell this year that the standards lifted mm -hmm. you can see the talent coming through you know, just the knowledge of the game and, and the craft, you know, that they're realizing what we call in Nepal, the court, court craft. So it's, you know, just knowing mm -hmm. where to go and yeah, where to be on the ground. So I think, you know, some of those girls that are switching codes when they first come across, yeah, they've got the skill, but it's just that knowledge of the game right, as right. well. So, and, and that's something that I'm involved in with the girls with, that I assist and coach, you know, notice that, you know, some of us have grown up with football and mm -hmm. um, the the coach of the reserves, Georgia, she, she's been playing and, and, and has that knowledge as well. But trying to install that in the girls, um, you know, it's it's not something that's natural to them. And unless they watch the game. Right, right. And not not many girls. Will, yeah, some girls are fans of footy, but, you know, not everyone wants to watch it. They just want to go play with their friends. They just want to yeah. be involved. Well, but that will so with those youngsters that'll slowly come through and it'll just be that instinct that you can't teach that they'll pick up on. Yeah, I, I think and I and I, I quite frankly, I think it would be awkward 
to take the same approach in terms of getting the, the young girls interested in the game in terms of how I try to get my wife interested in watching the game probably would not yeah. go over very well. No. <laughs> which, no. which, you know, we talked about that off air and, and for yeah, those, yeah. You know, I, I should, you know, full disclosure, you know, my, my wife uh, became a baseball fan uh, when we first got married because she thought some of the specific baseball players were cute. So I thought, well, let's see if we can go ahead and try that same thing with, with footy. So I found a couple of websites that had, had players uh, training uh, on the beach in, as I've learned something I will never, ever wear in their budgie smugglers. Uh, That's right. And, uh, yep. and I thought, you know what, I found a couple of those websites. I sent them off to her and she hasn't shown any interest. And you know, no. I, I'm, I'll, no. I'll admit, you know, Diego Amir is a handsome guy, you know, watching him, you know, I, if I was, I, Okay, I'm just going to shut up now. Hey, ah! oh, Narelle, it's been, it's been. <laughs> we have a few of those at the AFL. I yes. Think. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. But then, but then there's Max gone. You know, it's. Uh, oh, you know, Max is lovely. He's lovable, though. though. He's lovable. I, I, I have a, I think actually I have two Max gone stickers on my desk in my classroom. So, you know, amongst yeah. all, you know, amongst the 60 or so that I have there right now. Um, yeah. But Narelle, oh, no, I want. great. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to thank you for taking time out of your Sunday for to, to come on and chat. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. It yeah, was a lot was, of fun. I enjoyed was, talking was, with this, you. This was great. And Tony, she didn't swear one time. Not I one not. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got to think of a football story for you. I'm so sorry no, that I didn't okay. come up with one. <laughs> yeah, and you don't you don't want to just drop one of those words now just for the heck of it now, then do you? <laughs> What fuck? Oh no! <laughs> well, now I'll market explicit content. Okay, yeah. hey, ladies and gentlemen, my my guest has uh, has been Narelle Davis. Uh, I I thank her for coming on to talk about uh, her beloved Hawks, and uh, I'm sure her dad will continue working on trying to convert her over to becoming a Melbourne supporter. Uh, but <laughs> they can try. I yeah. am in the AFLW space. I told you that. I know you are. I know you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you already you already saw the score of the game. You said right. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Yep. So I, I, I can't will, wait to watch it. Yes. Well, I'm going to shut up now, so you can go ahead and do just that again, Narelle. <laughs> oh, thank. You. Thank. Thanks for coming on today. I truly appreciate it. My absolute pleasure, Craig. Anytime. You Anytime bet. at all. Thanks a bunch. Thanks a bunch. And absolutely a huge thank you to Mad Hawthorne supporter Narelle Davis for being so generous with her time. This was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, just an absolutely wonderful family that she is part of. I've I've truly enjoyed my opportunities to speak with her dad, to speak with her brother Tony here in uh, the Midwest of the United States. Uh, he, Tony's been an absolute gentleman um, and a wonderful person in terms of uh, helping with the podcast. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com, but you can also reach me by email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com, and you can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on, and on Facebook and Instagram at ayankonthefooty. You can also find the podcast over on YouTube by searching out my name, Craig Wessels. And again, I do hope you'll consider signing up for the mailing list over on my website. That would be fantastic if you would do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. This is a labor of love on my part. I truly enjoy engaging with uh, people who love this game, 
more than I do, most certainly, but uh, are sharing that love of the game with me, and I, and I cannot thank them enough. I can't thank you enough for listening. You know, we're just about two weeks away from the season starting, and this is an exciting time of the year. You know, you've got the, the AFLW. Uh, winding down isn't the right term to use, but it's it's getting ready to become finals time here. We've got two rounds left and some fantastic games coming up here as some clubs battle for those top six spots. But, folks, we love this game. You love this game. I can't wait to get the men's comp going. I can't see, can't wait to see what happens in the women's comp as we wrap up 2022 for them. And, again, if you're enjoying the show, I do hope you'll consider sharing a link of this episode or of your favorite episode or of just the website in general and, and tell your friends about it. It would be a huge help to the show. And I do thank you for the continued kind words and support. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post, and I will absolutely catch you later. This has been episode 136 of A Yank on the Footy. Remember, you can reach me at yank underscore on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And you can find A Yank on the Footy on Facebook and on Instagram. And please check out the website, ayankonthefooty.com. And thank you so very much for listening and consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.